on Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Great to have you here. You're on the block ESPN Radio. As we approach 444. If you have been hurt in a car, we hope that's not the case. But if so, you need to call William Matar. And what's the number to call? And everybody knows it by now. It's 444-4444. I tried to do it to the beat of the song. That didn't go well. 444 Let's do some hot takes. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you, so are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot yes! Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for Hot Takes on the Block. How were the Super Bowl ratings? I know you just lost sleep thinking about this. According to CBS, uh, the game drew 96.4 million viewers over broadcast, digital, mobile, and ESPN Deportes. Last year's game on Fox, 102 million across all of their properties, including their Spanish language version, Fox Deportes. Okay, so that's a decline of roughly about 5%. Last year was a competitive game in the fourth quarter. This was not. Uh, COVID, the pandemic, you would think would spike a number of sporting events and spike a number of things, and the Super Bowl and football went on a normal schedule. It wasn't kind of knocked off a normal schedule like some other sports, but it wasn't a good game. It were by halftime, and that's the biggest factor of $96 million or about $102 million. It's still 96 million people. It's still going to be the highest-rated television show by Far this year, they still got 5.5 million per spot, which I don't think they sold out, but they came close to. And the National Football League, at some point in 2021, is going to sign a massive contract that's going to blow the one they have now completely out of the water. They're going to be fine. So I'm amused by these Super Bowl ratings down, Super Bowl decline. They're going to be okay. That's hot. Nobody worry about good old Roger Goodell in the National Football League. Speaking of uh, the NFL, so we know about Carson Wentz, and he's on the quarterback carousel, and all these quarterbacks are going here, there, and everywhere in this offseason. Now Russell Wilson is on that list. Here is a Russell Wilson appearing on the Dan Patrick Show today, and Russell is usually pretty boring. Russ is not one of these guys that really speaks his mind, but there's been some rumbles out there that he's not happy with the fact that he's been sacked, oh, about 400 times that he hasn't had the say in personnel matters that he wants, and this is the player empowerment era. It's contagious. Well, if Deshaun Watson can do it, if the Lions and Rams can make that kind of trade, and, hey, why not? I think I'll jump in on this party. Here's uh, Russ with Dan Patrick today. How much input should the quarterback have in organizational moves? Veteran quarterback. Yeah, I think it depends on who it is. You know, I think. Well, how about you? Know. you? How much do you have any say in what Seattle does offensively with free agents or draft? Draft picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately for me personally, I, you know, I think that I want to be able to ha- be involved because at the end of the day, it's your legacy. It's your team's legacy. It's, 
you know, it's the guys you get to go into the huddle with. And at the end of the day, those guys, you got to trust, you know, when you think about, you know, one of the reasons why Tom went to Tampa was because he, he felt like he could trust those guys and Bruce was going to give him the opportunity. I think, I think for, you know, every situation, you have to be able to go into a situation, you know, you think about guys like LeBron, he was able to, you know, be around great players that he can trust. I think for, for me, you know, uh, anytime you bring free agents in, you know, other players, you want the best players, guys who love the game, guys you want to be a part of that. And as a player, you kind of know that you get to be around Pro Bowls, you get to kind of see these guys, you get to be in the huddle with the linemen or, or receivers or, you know, um, get to be around defensive guys. And so you kind of you kind of build that over time and get to see who can really play. You know, as a player, you really know. So I think that um, I think that relationship is really key and that dialogue between, you know, um, you know, especially being a veteran player, you, you know, that dialogue is really important. Yeah, but that's a long-winded way of not answering my question. <laughs> Are you involved in personnel decisions? Have you been involved in personnel decisions? Not not as much. I don't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for Do for you want to be involved, Russ? Yeah, I, I think it helps. I think it helps to, to, to be involved more. Um, but I think that's that dialogue should, should happen more often. As Professor I mean. Axe was telling his class last night, that's why Dan Patrick's the best in the business. Hold his feet to the fire. Get a real answer. Russ is a tough interview because he speaks in cliche. But Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, NFL Media, when asked about this on the Rich Eisen show, said, yeah, there's some smoke to that fire. I didn't get the sense the Seahawks at all, um, you know, want anything to be done. But there's some stuff there. Um, And, you know, Deshaun Watson is not the only franchise quarterback who'd like to have some conversations. Um, So, you know, does he get traded? I don't know, but probably not. Uh, however, because of the atmosphere in the NFL right now, basically every everyone calls in every quarterback, so I don't know. I mean, I've seen crazier things. Look, there's only so many places you can go. There's only so many trades that can be made, but I'm as fascinated by anybody about this. I said that about the NBA, too, and then every NBA free agency session every past few summers, and it was weird because the season went longer this past season, but – every offseason in the past five years, you've had a whoa moment. Knowing the players on the market, but maybe the team they went to, the trades that were made, now the National Football League is entering this conversation, and I am here for it. I don't think Russ is going to get traded, but I kind of like where we're going here. That's hot. And finally, uh, here in Hot Takes, uh, rest in peace to the great Marty Schottenheimer, who passed away at the age of 77, we were informed today, by uh, Chris Mortensen of ESPN. Now, the Washington Post, uh, I have to call my friend Jason Murray about this. He's not in the NFL department, but the initial obituary headline, Marty Schottenheimer, NFL coach whose teams wilted in the postseason, dies at 77. Bro, now you're not wrong, but come on. That's the headline you write? The dude dies, and that's what you put in there. Uh, that little choker there. They did change that, thankfully, to one of the winningest coaches in NFL history. That's better. <laughs> I think they do this stuff on purpose sometimes, just to kind of get like the viral hit off of it. Like, okay, not change it. But you know what I think of when I think of Marty Schottenheimer? I think of two things, actually. One is I randomly ran into Marty Schottenheimer. I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I was a part of the whole thing when I was with the Bills Radio Network in 2009 when Bruce Smith and Ralph Wilson got in. And I've told that story before on the air of how I went to like these exclusive parties behind the scenes. Trust me, I, I shouldn't have been there. I got in because I knew Mark Kelso, and he was a part of the 
the broadcast team, he got us into all the parties. I was wearing a Bills t-shirt and cargo shorts, and people were wearing tuxedos at the same party. I ran into Rich Eisen at a party, and I said, man, that sounds like the Temptations. And Rich Eisen says, that those are the Temptations. <laughs> like, this was the world I was in for a night. In Ralph Wilson's tent, I went. I died and went to Bill's heaven. Every Buffalo Bill in the history of the world was there. Again, in tuxedos. I'm talking to Chris Berman in a tuxedo. I'm wearing a T-shirt and cargo shorts. How'd I get into this thing? And he kind of gave me the up and down like, yeah, how'd you get in here? But anyway, my Marty Schottenheimer story from that Hall of Fame thing. It's not really a story. It's just one of those, like, I turned around and there was Marty Schottenheimer. We're all waiting to get in the same gate. Like, you're Marty Schottenheimer. You shouldn't be walking into this ceremony in the same gate that I am. But I had a nice conversation with Marty Schottenheimer. He was a great guy. He said, oh, you're a Bills fan, huh? And I said, of course, he played for the Bills, and we talked about that for a little bit, and then we just kind of got into how I thought the Bills were going to play that year. But that's what I was struck by. Like, he didn't know me from Adam, but he was asking me all the questions, and he was a great, great dude. And I'll go to break with this because you know what I think of when I think of Marty Schottenheimer? He is an all-timer NFL Films clip guy. The only thing that matters is that six inches between your backbone and your breastbone. Raise your eyes up. Right above is the next rung. When you step across the white stripe, the only thing that matters is that six inches between your backbone and your breastbone. Raise your eyes up. Right above is the next rung. Reach out and grab that rung. Pull yourself. Push your buddy. The next rung is today. Let's go. You can. You will. You believe. You believe. You believe. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam. All right, let's go. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. That it is, friends. Welcome back. Syracuse basketball pregame, Eric Devendorf, yours truly. Coming up in about 10 minutes. Just kind of change the sign on the door. That's what we'd be talking about on the block anyway, but a little more detail, a little more structure, a little more uh, pregame modi. That's even a term. We'll do that. Uh, But before we uh, kick it into pregame mode here, we will bring in uh, Jordan, who is out at the mega desk out there in the bullpen, ready to deliver us five questions. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm grand. How you doing? Oh, there's an answer. I haven't heard that one for a while. Uh, who we got on post game tonight, by the way? We got a uh, Devo and Steve, or sorry, D Nick and Stephen Fonte. Gotcha. Stephen Fonte, Demetrius Nichols. We'll take your calls, instant analysis, the press conferences from Raleigh after Syracuse takes on NC State tonight. Devo and I will bring you pregame in a few minutes, but right now, let's go on the blind side. It's time for the blind side. Let me fire when ready, Captain. Brent, who's the 17th leading scorer in the National Basketball Association? <laughs> um, I'm going to take a, a guess here because maybe there's a Syracuse tie. Is it Jeremy Grant? 24 points per game. You're Boom! right, Brent. Oh, I knew there had to be some kind of theme to that. Now, I wouldn't put it past you to just ask me randomly who the 17th leading scorer in the NBA is either. But There you go. Tried to make it a little easier. Jeremy Grant going to be an all-star? He's going to be an all-star, isn't he? I hope so. He should be. 
Is Russell Wilson in any position to be complaining about getting hit too much after seeing the Super Bowl? Uh, no. Russell Wilson also needs to get rid of the ball faster. I mean, look, Russell Wilson had one of his best seasons this year. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. I have a few complaints about Russ. But this is Russ and his Russ way kind of saying, hey, can we get better in some ways, particularly protecting me? I want to play as long as Tom Brady's played. I want to, I think he even said on the Dan Patrick show today, I want to play another 12 to 15 years. And without saying it, he's like, can, can we kind of not get me hit so much, even for a guy who's as mobile as he is? And remember, it's not just sacks. It's the amount of hits you take. But you just made a great point, Jordan. Even Patrick Mahomes gets smacked around a little bit, not having your left and your right tackle. It's going to complicate matters a little bit. But I'm just fascinated by how the NFL has caught up to all these other leagues in the player empowerment era, and quarterbacks are speaking up, and they want say in personnel matters, and the inmates are trying to run the asylum, so to say. You think it's lame that more people in Boston were watching the Super Bowl than in Tampa? I do not. I mean, look, you had Tom Brady turn the New England Patriots from one of the NFL's laughingstocks into a dynasty. And the drama with that is, was it Brady or was it Belichick? And now we're starting to see that at least Brady has more weight in that conversation goes to what is statistically the worst franchise in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Worst winning, I think it's like 393 all-time winning percentage. Brings in A.B., brings in Gronk. They get Leonard Fournette at Tom Brady's urging. Bruce Arians, who had come close but hadn't gone over the hump. Tom Brady brings it all together. But in Boston, I mean, that's a hard divorce to go through. I think they all knew they had to do it, but now, you know, it's, it's the... It's the same reason people look up their old girlfriends on Facebook, Jordan. I mean, you never completely forget, right? You're like, oh, she's doing great. Oh, fantastic. Right? She looks happy. All the uh, New England fans watching that Super Bowl. That's exactly what they, they were doing. Oh, look at Tom. He's so happy. We got our coach and his dog is sitting in front of the computer on the NFL draft. That was fun. Come back, Tom. Come back. Pretty much. What would you consider a very significant price for not wearing your masks after a win? What would be a... Did you say a price? Yeah. Like a fine? Well, Roy Williams said that his players know they will uh, pay a very significant price. Uh, You don't play the next game, right? You get suspended. That would be – look, there's no better currency in college sports than playing time. You can't fine them. You can't take away their scholarship money. It's it's not like a good good old talking to from daggone Roy. No, you you sit them, right? You hurt the team, so you're going to sit. Is that what the punishment's going to be? Do they actually reveal it? I haven't haven't seen a. But that's it. That's yet. the answer. Okay, and last one. Uh, wouldn't it be great if this last question were quick so that we could get to pregame? Yes. Well, there you go. Let's get to pregame. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Eric Devendorf and I get you ready for Syracuse and NC State. Stay right.